Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Today I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. On Tuesday, President Joe Biden announced a ban on Russian oil, gas, and coal imports in the latest action to make Russian President Vladimir Putin pay for his invasion of Ukraine. For weeks, the White House had resisted calls from Democrats and Republicans to take this step out of concerns about rising energy prices and the impact on the economy. Defending freedom is going to cost. It's going to cost us as well in the United States. But by this week, it was clear the administration could resist no longer. Today, Politico's Josh Siegel on why Biden changed his stance, the impact of this ban moving forward, and the cost it could have at home. It's Wednesday, March 9th. So, Josh, what changed Biden's mind on this oil import ban? What changed his mind is that Congress showed that they were prepared to move in a bipartisan way, and the president wanted to get out in front of that and not be seen as obstructing Congress. The other part, I do think there's a level to the administration's, what you're hearing from allies and the administration itself, and that they wanted to kind of get their ducks in the row. They wanted to talk to the Europeans and give them heads up that this was happening and kind of get a sense for how global oil markets could make up for lost supply from Russia. So that's kind of how we got to where we are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know Europe is more dependent on Russian oil than we are. What do we know about what other countries are doing? Are they implementing a similar ban? You know, we're not seeing Europe as a whole proceed with a ban. The UK said that they'll do a ban, but they said that they would phase theirs in. But we're not seeing a wholesale move from Europe to do something similar. I mean, the White House was clear in saying that we're, we're doing this with their bringing them into this conversation. They're aware it's not catching anybody off guard, but they're very aware that Europe just as a whole is not the oil and gas producer that the U.S. is. So it just it would not be as feasible for Europe to do what the U.S. is doing. And as you noted, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and House Democrats are pushing to enact their own bill still. What's going on with the Senate side? So the Senate's less clear. I don't sense, you know, in talking to a bunch of senators of both parties here on the Hill, I don't sense a clamoring for the Senate to vote in the same way both parties are saying, hey, like the president now, he's done this. We wanted him to. That's great. Let's kind of give him flexibility to do what he has to do to implement it. As far as having folks on the record for Republicans, you know, to vote for this bill could provide protection to Biden and be like, well, you know, it's not it's not just on me if gasoline prices do go up here. But, you know, Senators like Tina Smith of Minnesota, she's a Democrat who I spoke with. She's like, well, you know, I think Republicans have made clear through actions and in introducing legislation that they support a Russian oil embargo. So a vote isn't necessary in that way. So I'd say there's not some big push for the Senate to act. And Schumer himself has is, is not guaranteed that a vote will happen. Yeah, you touched on this, but where do Republicans that you talk to stand on this ban from the president Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, the Republicans, you know, are saying they're, they're supportive of what he did. And, and of course, they're just kind of driving home that they feel like the answer from here as far as backfilling the small amount of Russian oil that we import here to the U.S. would be for the, the United States to, to ramp up production. But yeah, I mean, as Democrat Chris Murphy, a senator, 
told me, I mean, Republicans, regardless, are going to hammer the president over the head with high gasoline prices. Like, that's baked in. Regardless of, of how this all played out, Democrats felt like it's going to happen, but we have to be prepared to have that conversation. We have to be prepared to backfill this diplomacy that we're seeing uh, the Biden administration undertake, trying to find other alternative crudes that are similar to Russia, be it Saudi Arabia, even Venezuela. You know, these are conversations that you know some Democrats are saying kind of it makes sense to have. You know, others are, aren't exactly loving the optics of the administration talking to, to regimes that are not the greatest human rights records. Yeah, I want to dig in a little more on prices. Biden said in his press conference Tuesday that there would be a cost in defending freedom at home. What do we know about what this ban could mean for the country's energy prices? Yeah, I mean, a lot of analysts I speak with, you know, said that this was baked into it to an extent. I mean, the talk for the weekend is when I think people really started anticipating that the U.S. at least would move. We were we were less sure about Europe. We saw prices really skyrocket. You could see a little bit further increase as this process of kind of lining up alternatives, refiners finding different variations to mix in. We know that there's already self-sanctioning going on. You know, if people aren't clamoring to use that word again to, to go, you know, use Russian crude to begin with. So a lot of this is already happening. Also, President Joe Biden has nominated Joe Goffman to permanently run EPA's air office. Goffman, who has served as the acting head or top political appointee in the air office since the start of the Biden administration, is expected to help carry out his climate and environmental justice agenda. Over the past year, he has spearheaded several regulatory actions, like strengthening vehicle standards and reconsidering major air quality standards. Goffman's nomination comes as the Biden administration has faced setbacks getting a broader climate agenda through Congress and as the Supreme Court takes a hard look at the scope of EPA's climate authority. Goffman also faces a difficult path to confirmation given his past work on aggressive climate regulations. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that, one day, can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com forward slash RNG.